Hello there. This is God's Will, Ezunyeka, with a thought to challenge your normal. You see, rather than take life at face value, I believe you could live much better if you base your decisions on careful, analytical thought. So welcome to the Thinker's Table. This is the Now Think Podcast. Hello, people. Welcome to my podcast, the Now Think Podcast. Like always, I want to say thanks to everyone that helps me make this podcast a possibility. My family, my friends, you all are the best. So on the last episode, we started a conversation with Glory. And it's such a joy to share with you the rest of that conversation. So let's get right into it. Yeah. Yeah. So now you, we've talked about how the idea should brainwash you, you know, yeah. how it should overtake you, it should consume you. Yeah. And I'm sure many people are listening to this and thinking, well, how do I get to that point? Yes, I've got this good idea. Yes, I think it's something I should do. And you know how people be like, I think the Lord is telling me to do something. <laughs> You're not really sure. So how do you get from that place of, of not being sure to a place where the idea literally brainwashes you? Okay. So I just thought about something. I was reading an article or I was watching a video or something. I don't remember how I got this information. But basically mm-hmm. what the person was talking about, the person was talking about airports. And okay. the person was talking about how when airports came out initially, everybody was like, oh, they're so ugly. Like, who would even wear those? You know, like they look so yeah, weird yeah. and everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, people just started seeing them around them all the time. Mm. And somehow... They just started believing that they were cool. <laughs> and on the part of the manufacturer, they started making phones that did not have the earphone jack anymore. So you need to buy AirPods to use the phone. Wow. Then competitors also, when they realized that, oh, it's like the consumers okay. don't think these things are weird anymore. I think we also have to hop on the train. So the point I'm trying to bring out of this is that the more you see something, the more you expose yourself to something, the more comfortable you get with the idea of that thing. And another thing is when circumstances around you have limited you to just use a thing, for example, the way um, the newer versions of Apple phones do not have earphone jacks. So you need to have... Mm -hmm. AirPods to be able to use the phone. So if you structure your life in such a way where you have to come in contact with the thing you're going for, then you become more comfortable with the idea of that thing. So what, what I mean by that is, for example, um, you're a student, you want to do better in school, then you're looking yeah. for other students who have done better in school. You're watching YouTube, looking for tips, you're reading blogs. You're um, going for, I don't know, if they're conferences where people are speaking. Um, you're talking to um, old students. You're talking to people that are working. What are the tips you could give? So, I mean, you're putting yourself in situations where you'll be hearing this information all the time. And the thing is, the more your understanding of it grows, the deeper mm-hmm. it sits inside of you. So you're able to see more aspects about it. The more questions you have that are answered, the vision inside of you becomes clearer, you know. So I think what I'm saying is just basically put yourself in contact with it a lot so that you're more comfortable with it. Um, Structure your life 
around, you know, having that thing. You might have to maybe delete some of your social media. You might have to take some time alone to yourself to think about some things. You might have to travel to meet people. You might have to go to people's offices to talk to them, you know. Yeah. Structure, structure your life around it. You know, subscribe to YouTube channels that relate to those things. Yeah, very intentional. Yeah, be very intentional about it. And then the last thing I said was ask questions about it. Look for answers about yeah. about the vague, the vague parts of it in your mind. Yeah, uh, that is awesome. Let me let me be a little bit of a poet here. Uh, so I'm going to use the letter C to say this: mm-hmm. consistent contact mm-hmm. creates comfort. Mm-hmm. By yeah. the way, I just got that down. Yeah. I just got it right now. This is fresh out the bath. You write this nowhere. Wow. Got it right. That's so apt. I mean, it's glowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's very really apt. Yeah. 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 And when we, I think it should be clear that when, when you said that you get more comfortable with the idea, the idea is not that you get like comfy in the traditional sense, but that your mind begins to be able to accept um, it, contain it, yeah. to accept it, to accept. And when, once you accept the idea, you're also accepting fire. Yeah. That comes with it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter as much as it would when you had not really, you know, had that consistent contact with it. Mm. And in itself, in itself, the idea of trying to build that consistent contact might seem like a fire for you. Mm. And this shouldn't make you feel bad. Like it shouldn't make you feel bad that you don't yet have that discipline to even create consistent contact with your idea. It's all part of the process. Yeah. It's all part of the story. I was listening to Vusi, the business coach, and he said something about business. He said, in the different levels that you need to grow as an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Something happens to you as a person, so much so that when you're now the the big boss, you know, the owner of the business, you're running things and the, the business is practically running itself. Mm-hmm. Nobody can come and tell you something about that business that you don't already know. Yeah. Because you've had so much contact with that business, it has literally transformed you to something else. Yeah. That can handle the pressure of running the business. Mm. That can that can be a champion in mm. that field. Mm. I think that's the best thing about this consistent mm. contact thing. Because the truth is, the person you are now cannot survive the fire. Yeah. If you went into the fire the way you are, you would burn out. Yeah. Like you would you literally crash and burn, right? But when you like build that contact so that it overshadows you, it, it brainwashes you, mm-hmm. what happens is you develop yourself mm-hmm. to be able to handle the fire. Yeah. Uh, I was going to and add something else, actually. Yeah. I was going to add that um, when when we talk about this, it might seem like maybe it takes a short amount of time to get mm-hmm. brainwashed. Yeah, let's let's use that word from before. Yeah. But for some people, it might take a couple of days. For some people, mm-hmm. it might be a couple of months. For some people, it might be a couple of years. But just yeah. like you said, it's when you quit that you lose. Just yeah. continue continue putting yourself in contact with that thing when it has clicked inside of you you would know it by yourself in fact you begin yeah. to have instincts you never had before yeah that well oh come on now <laughs> oh my oh god. god i don't even go into it <laughs> oh that's when you said instinct my mind just like oh lord <laughs> 
<laughs> man, you stay with the vision long enough, man. You you change, you change, you change yeah. so much. Yeah. I I remember the the first time that like when Pen speak the idea of Pen speaking, right? Mm-hmm. I've never prayed that much in my life. <laughs> I was praying all the time. Literally, I was thinking about Pen speak every day, mm-hmm. nearly every minute. Mm-hmm. So much so that without any training, without any foreknowledge, I was able to hold auditions for a poetry mm. show that mm. I've never seen done before. Mm. And ask anybody that was auditioned, they felt auditioned. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you said, it didn't just clicked in my mind. Like, mm. aha, that makes, because I was asking myself, where, where does this knowledge come from? Like, from how? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just, it, just, it changes you. Exactly. Yeah. Like the instinct of, you know, like a mother that just had a child. Never had a child before, but all of a sudden, these instincts just, just come upon boom. you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you when it happens, know. like, the, the, nobody needs to prophesy to the mother that the baby's coming. Like, she'll be you. like, yo, people, the baby's coming yeah. now. And everybody takes attention. Yeah. And I think, I think we should stay on that for a minute because many people look for um, validation mm. for when their vision is ready. Mm. And I think the scariest thing about it is something that I saw in the Bible where the king, the prophet told him, you know, I'll come and shoot this number of arrows. Oh, okay. And he shot and shot and he looked at the prophet. And why, why that is so phenomenal? One would think that he got tired. He didn't get tired. Mm-hmm. He needed validation from the prophet. Yeah. Because if he had got tired, he'd be like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that would be it. But he stopped and asked the prophet, how many times do you want me to shoot? Mm-hmm. So he was like, can you tell me when this is going to end? Mm-hmm. Can you give me that, that external information? Mm-hmm. In? But the thing is, in this whole fire thing, is what is inside that will keep you. Yeah. It's what you've got there. So you cannot get your confirmation from outside. You've got to get it from inside. Yeah. Consistent contact creates comfort yeah. because it changes you. Yeah. It makes you ready for the fire. Yeah. This journey is a journey to a useful, impactful version of yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought to talk about this now because you know, we've talked about how you prepare. Mm-hmm. We've talked about why the fire is necessary. We've mm-hmm. talked about what the fire is in itself. Mm-hmm. And we've only mentioned how the, the end should consume you and how it should you know, overtake you. Mm-hmm. One of the ways to know when you have an end in the first place is another question. Like Some people um, have an end of themselves where they are richer, mm. you know, or they have more fame. Mm. I don't know all over the world. The problem with this, this kind of thinking is that <laughs> there are rich people that are frustrated. Mm-hmm. They are very popular people that are mad crazy right now. They are going through depression. I mean, how can somebody get PTSD off social media? Oh, wow. This is something that is happening. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's crazy. It's crazy. So this, this is in no way about I will win or I will lose. Mm-hmm. It goes a lot deeper. So I want us like explore that concept. Like, when do you know you're onto something that is worth, you know, brainwashing yourself with? That is worth surviving the fire for? When you know you've gotten hold of something good? Um, a wise man once said, greater love has no man than this, than for a man to lay his life down for his friend. Mm. Come on now. Quote scripture, so, girl. <laughs> So, my point in saying that is that anything 
that anybody wants to do with their lives. You know, I know a lot of people, it's going around now, you know, pursuing your passion is not what life is about. You know, forget about your passion. And they are are so much right because I, I personally believe that living your life to do something you love is quite selfish. Wow. You know. Wow. Um, <laughs> but your life has to be lived for other people. So whatever you do has to have the component of making somebody else's life better. I think when you have that piece, when you're able, and it's a very sweet spot when it's something that you love and then it mm. makes the life of other people better. I mean, When you are able to find that sweet spot, I mean, even you by yourself, you would not want to let it go, right? And those are the types of things I believe that everyone should pursue. I mean, it's it's an honor, in my opinion, to be able to live doing something that you don't only love, but like just makes everybody's life better. You're literally living your life for other people. Yeah, so I, I think that's kind. That's that's my own way of knowing things in my life that's a priority. Yeah, I find that very, very, very fresh because it's something people don't talk about, mm. especially in that light. We are being fed with information in our culture that tells us to do something because of what we will get. Yeah, you want to give information on social media so that you get followers. You want to follow people so that they can follow you. Follow for follow and all these crazy things that we do. At the end of it, right, the goal, which is what should make the fire worth it, is some kind of accumulation, wealth accumulation, fame, uh, popularity, female popularity, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah you didn't want to correct me, so you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard them as two different words. <laughs> All right. So um, I think it's, it's really cool that we talked about this and you mentioned this because this is something that many people are not talking about. Mm. You know, whenever you hear about passion, vision, there's always a selfish end to it, you know. Mm. Be be give people information so that you can get more followers. Mm. Um, be a volunteer so that you can get more better job placements. Mm. You know, it it always has this hidden um, selfish idea to it. Mm. But the truth is, I've never heard of somebody on the deathbed thinking, "Thank God I've got the house." Like I've never heard of it. Oh my God! Thank God I got my certificate. Oh, it was such an achievement. <laughs> Nobody goes to deathbed thinking of the achievement. Everybody be thinking of the people they're leaving behind. Mm. Everybody's thinking, was my life worth it? And mm. that's a very funny thing to ask ourselves, don't you think? I mean, like, we never ask ourselves, are we worth it? <laughs> that's true. We're asking, was the time I spent worth it? Mm. So that means, what did I do that is going to live beyond me. Mm. What's the legacy? That's how legends talk. Making but they money just it, don't do it on their deathbed. They do it earlier. Exactly. Exactly. They do it earlier. And then they make steps to make those yeah. things happen. When the, the great uh, Dr. Miles Monroe died, it hurt me personally. Hurt me. Mm. Because that man's life and his words have changed my life. Even though I had never met him. Mm. Still changed my life now because I'm still reading his books. But then I found uh, an interview that just blew me. And it, it was an interview he had done, was it some months before the, the accident? And apparently he had said in the interview that, I know I would die empty mm-hmm. because I've done what God sent me here to do. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that's some authority. 
he had no regrets. Like <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. He had no regrets. He was so sure that his children would handle the things. In fact, at the, at the time, his children were already handling those things. He was just literally just traveling and giving counsel. He had everything on the lockdown. That's how you go out, man. <laughs> that's, that is how you go out. It's not about dying mm-hmm. old. It's about dying empty. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you did this. I mean, the people that will remember, check most of them. Very few of them died old. Mm-hmm. But none of them died and was forgotten. Mm-hmm. Not one. And I remember when I started this podcast series, I said, this is about you being a legend. Doing something unforgettable phenomenal with your life and it will be a disservice to yourself to listen to this podcast and not do something about it because fire is there for you and one of the best things about the fire is that it creates an increase in value Mm. i talked about this in the first episode and talking economically now there are only two things that make something more valuable over time one is scarcity moment something gets scarce it becomes more pricey Second thing is usability. Now, get this. This is about to get good. (laughs) When you're in the fire, those two things are happening simultaneously. Mm. Literally. Because first, yo, you're not going to be popular. Or you're going to be popular for the wrong reasons. (laughs) One of those things. People are not going to like you. Because Mm -hmm. by nature, we hate abnormal. Like the moment we see something Mm. that is different from normal, our first instinct is to fight it. Yeah. So, in some cases, God will be so nice to you know, you know, take you out of the public eye for a minute and, and really grill you. In some other cases, the negative response you get is what is grilling you. That's your own fire. And in that mm-hmm. case, guess what is happening? That fire is taking off all the unnecessary things in your life. Glory, mm-hmm. you remember when I talked to you, with you about starting this podcast, right? And yeah. it, it took a while. It took a while, right? Mm-hmm. This podcast is a product of a book I'm writing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, I would eventually finish the book and I'll let everybody know when the book is finished. <laughs> and I, I remember telling Gloria about the idea. She'd be like, yo, you have to write this. I'm like, okay. Never did it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. And then one night, I remember, mm-hmm. like, I think, I think, thank God for Glory, you, you just kept on talking to me about it. So even though I didn't want to have contact with yeah, you. Yeah, because, like, it's a really good book. <laughs> you made sure I had contact with the idea until it consumed me. And then one night, I call, I remember calling you in the night. I was outside my house. I walked out in the cool air and I was like, yo, that book, I'm going to write it. And Glory yeah. be like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I felt like you didn't feel in any way impressed by the idea. You're like, whoa, what you waiting for before? <laughs> no, uh, because to me, it was like, duh. Like, it's just like, someone wakes up, they're like, oh, I'm going to brush my teeth. Okay. Like, I'm supposed to do that, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so it, it has engulfed me. And literally, making that decision has changed my life tremendously i mean this i'm not talking about something i mean glory you know this is not something that started last year it's not something that started last month this is years years in making and if i had not stopped the time god used you to like like catch my attention i wouldn't have Mm -hmm. had the volume of information i have compiled so far it's still not as it's, it's not it's not as impressive as other people would expect it but 
Like what? for real? Very <laughs> Whenever I look at it, I'm like, yo, who did that? I want people yeah. to have that experience. I want people yeah. to, to look back a year from now, look back a month from now and be like, oh, who was that? You know, we deserve that. Mm. God wants that for us. And it's the best thing. This is what I want for each and every one of us that mm. we become the best versions of ourselves because we really yeah. need it. We really need it. There's so much going wrong in the world. Yeah. There's so much. I, I watched a documentary recently of how a government, I will not call it a country, well, government mm-hmm. literally watched a ship sink over 400 passengers. And they would have rescued them. Like, this, this, it's a ship, for goodness sake. It doesn't sink that fast. Mm-hmm. Right? They would have been rescued. Guess what? They were looking for how to get a camera cover the rescue. Wow. And there was even one situation where the, somebody finally were, was able to break through and get to the deck. And the chopper guy want, when, wanted to go pick the, the girl. Because like 300, mm-hmm. 250 students were on that ship that died. And they were going to pick the girl. And then they got a call from the, uh, one of the government officials that he needed the chopper to go to the meeting that would decide what would happen for the ship. Mm-hmm. I think we don't understand that the way we are is really not cool. Like we are not our best selves. We really are not. We are, we are, we are impulsive. We, 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 we submit to every whim of our bodies, you know. We are not nice, even though we, we, we want to believe that we are. So we really <laughs> need to go through the fire to get to a better version of ourselves that can make sound decisions, that can help the world become a better place. Yeah. Because the world is not going to magically lose the darkness if many lights don't come on. Really important for each and every one of us to consider the fire, to jump into the fire, to stay in the fire, and to come out with amazing results. So, thank you, Glory. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, God. <laughs> this has been fun. And, yeah. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, that's it. This is the end of the series. So, follow me on Facebook for all <laughs> kinds of quotes. Uh, some of them I'll be discussing them on the podcast and I look forward to doing this again with other topics and you know what just keep on thinking if you're thinking then you are one step ahead of everybody towards making better decisions that's all we have for today remember you don't have to agree with everything I say you just need to think about it and I'm sure you will come to the best conclusions do hit me up with questions suggestions and (laughs) compliments yep I like those too Please subscribe to my channel and follow me on all social media for more stuff. This is the Now Thing Podcast. We got to it. It's your makeup.